Hello and welcome to the IndieCorner.com. I'm JP and I'm here today with Paul Benson, one of the people behind the upcoming MediaCon. Paul, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, JP. Thanks very much. Uh, it's a long time since I've done one of these, so uh, <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I don't come across too nervous. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Tell us about what MediaCon is, uh, yeah, what it is, sure. and, and how it came about. Okay, yeah, so Wrestling MediaCon is a concept that a few of us have been batting around for a number of years. So we've we've got, you know, we've all been to these conventions, be it comic conventions or wrestling conventions or whatever. And you, I feel, personally, you always leave slightly disgruntled because it's great that you can go in and meet your stars, meet, the he- meet your heroes and whatnot. But for me, you're just going in and paying some money to enter for the privilege of spending a bit more money. Um, on autographs and pictures, and it always didn't sit quite well with with me and, and the guys who are putting this on. Mm. And we were, we you know, on, on the flip side, we've been to so many music festivals over the years where you pay your entrance and you're so spoiled for stuff to do. You can't see half the stuff you really want to do um, during the festivals during the weekend. Sorry, mm-hmm. and we thought we wanted to combine that. And obviously, the love for wrestling made it an obvious choice. Um, to go with Wrestling Media Con. And, and also, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just the same old, same old crowd. You know, we wanted to combine a bit of everything. Um, YouTube and podcasts like this and social media have taken over wrestling fandom. So we wanted to celebrate that a bit and showcase some of the guys that have sort of made decent names for themselves over the last few years in that sphere, outside of the wrestling business sort of thing. Um, and that's, that's sort of how it came together. So we're in Manchester this weekend. We've got uh, three rooms and one's going to be you know, a wrestling arena mm-hmm. so we're going to get the we get matches in there and shows for Impact Wrestling and Rev Pro then we've got a theatre stage and a bunch of live stage shows um, and then we've got the convention hall itself with with the autographs and the pictures and the vendors and a few other bits and bobs live music cosplay all that sort of thing so hopefully people will be going away slightly frustrated that it was too much for them to see and they couldn't <laughs> quite see everything they wanted because I'd rather that than it be the way around yeah, exactly. And you want people to feel like they've got well and truly got their money's worth. And given the amount of events that are on that weekend, I mean, you're not spoilt for choice. You're not. Um, you're very much spoilt for choice in terms of really uh, some of the shows that are on there. Um, would you like to tell tell the audience as well some of the um, events that are going on at MediaCon itself, sort of almost away from the wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. So in the theatre stage itself, we've got shows throughout the weekend. Um, some of my personal favourites, we've got Inside the Ropes with Dave Meltzer, the observations of Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. which is going to be the first time he's appeared on stage in the UK. I think that would be a fascinating insight mm. into um, part of the wrestling business we don't normally get to, to delve into. Um, we've got Pat Patterson, um, <laughs> an undisputed legend. I know that word gets banded around a lot. But truly, he is the godfather of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And behind so many creative moments in wrestling that we probably don't know half of them. He's going to be on stage being interviewed by um, X-Pac, Sean Waltman. We've got the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. We've got Nick Aldis and David Garner coming over to do a live episode of £10 Gold mm-hmm. for the NWA. Um, especially interesting because it'll be Nick's first appearance sort of in character, in public, after All In. Mm. Um uh, we've got and then another great one I think is going to be you know, for the comedy uh, loving wrestling fans is going to be WrestleTalk versus Cultaholic live on stage and if you're a fan of either of those YouTube channels which millions are mm-hmm. um, then that's going to be one not to miss on a Sunday oh fantastic um, I see as well and you mentioned about All In 
and the mm. fact that you've got um, uh, the NWA show on there as well. Um, how did it feel? I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, the wrestling world is kind of a buzz still with talk about All In. Um, it, were there things that did you follow the weekend sort of very closely with Starcast, thinking actually oh, there's things yeah. they did, and maybe Absolutely. how you'll be able to to sort of take on board some of the things that worked and possibly didn't work. Absolutely. You know, when Starcast got announced, it was a little bit of a bittersweet moment because, you know, it's a very similar concept to what we're doing. Mm. Obviously, they've got access to a lot more talent um, and a lot more insiders, but very similar concept. And it was, in all, in all honesty, slightly frustrating that we were going to be the first and then they announced that and beat us by a week. Um, but at the same time, a vindication that these guys and Conrad Thompson is slowly and surely becoming one of the real power players in independent wrestling and yep. you know, the Young Bucks and everybody else around that, uh, Cody Rhodes. It's great sort of vindication of what we're doing that they were all thinking in the same mind. Hmm. Um, and obviously even before Starcast came on, we saw what they were doing in terms of some of the shows and um, broadcasting live on Fight, which was an inspired idea, which we unashamedly stole. Mm-hmm. Um and um, and it was great to be able to sort of, like I say, get that sort of validation that we were doing sort of the right thing that global wrestling fans wanted and, yeah, also crib a few good ideas along the way. So, yeah, we were, if circumstances had been different, if the timings had been different, I'd have been out at StarCast with my eyes open and my mm. notepad out, making sure I could take down the good and the bad, but obviously deep into organisation for our show, it just wasn't to be, unfortunately. I was going to say, how long has this been um, in the works for? Because you mentioned, well, obviously, previously that you'd spoken about it before, but something like the logistics around, as you mentioned, you've got three different rooms with different types of events going on, including the Q&As yeah. and where the photos and the wrestling itself. Um, <laughs> how long did that did that whole process take? It's, um, oh, good question. It's probably nine months of work, really. So we announced it at the end of March, publicly. And we'd, we'd been in a couple of months, um, yeah, probably just after Christmas, we really started getting serious, looking at venues and talent and whatnot. But it's something that, you know, the, a bunch of us have been tossing around as a concept after a few too many beers for years. Um, that's how the great ideas happen, though. That's Always, always. You know, unless you've got a beer in your hand, you've not quite got the inspiration. So, yeah, you could say that the groundwork's been laid for maybe three, four, five years, but, like, the actual work started the end start this year and then the last really the last two months for me it's been all encompassing um it's by far the most intense most difficult but satisfying projects i've ever put on it's been yeah it's been it's it's gonna have to work otherwise it's uh, <laughs> otherwise the wasted few months but i'm really confident it's, it's gonna be a great weekend it's uh, i was gonna say i mean when it came to you thinking of the ideas and thinking slightly outside of of what works and what you wanted to do in terms of some of the panels and some of the guests Mm. that you wanted what was the kind of decision making process that you went through um and in terms of the logistics because you mentioned about dave Meltzer, and and is this the first time he's been been over to do anything like this yeah he's been over to cover i can't remember he said it was boxing or mma he has stepped foot in the uk before but he's certainly never done anything you know as as in a public role Mm. he's only been over as a journalist so this is the first time we'll have been able to speak to him meet him hear what he has to say Mm -hmm. um in answer to your question it really was the talent that came first because 
obviously everything and the success of these things is is really predicated on on the names you've got and whether people actually want to see them, meet them, hear what they've got to say. Mm. So that came first, and we we put all that down, and and then once we looked at our list and who we had access to and who we didn't, then the shows kind of fell into place um, from there. And it was a lot of you know shuffling things around, both in terms of personnel to make for the best shows. And also, I would I was saying just this morning to my to one of my buddies that the hardest, probably the hardest task I've ever had in the world of work was sitting down and working out the schedule for this thing and making mm. sure making all the moving pieces work and making sure nothing clashed. Because, you know, there's certain things, like, for instance, just to give you one example, um, there's obviously the clashes all over the weekend. That can't be helped. But one thing was me thinking that, People who are generally fans of Rev Pro, for instance, who are maybe a bit more serious in their mm. wrestling fandom, like a bit more of that sort of thing, would be the type of guys that would want to hear Meltzer speak. So I made sure that they stayed away from each other in terms of clashes and tried to put them against other stuff. But it was tricky, and I'll apologise in advance because we are, you know, as fans, there's going to be stuff that you want to see that you don't get a chance to. Um, so you have to download it on flight instead. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the same thing as like going to a festival, though, and you've got multiple That's stages good. going on, and they're... they're there is that point where you've got to make that choice between what are you going to what are you going to see, and I suppose the only way you can differentiate, like you say, is is kind of almost going by genre. What is going to work to different different sections of fans? That's like because the That's world it. of sport wrestling panel is going to be different from the inside the ropes. Um, exactly, Dave exactly. Meltzer panel. So yeah, and that, you just have to take an educated guess. You know, we, you know, you and I have both been wrestling fans for a lot of years, yeah. and. You kind of understand, you get a feel for your fellow fan, and hopefully we've we've nailed that. We think we have, but mm-hmm. they'll tell us in the weekend if we have or haven't. That's for sure. <laughs> so, obviously, as well, there's the uh, the three. I'm trying to think of the of the events you've got going on wrestling wise. We've got um, NGW who are there, Rev Pro who you already yep. mentioned, Impact are there, Defiant are there as well. They are indeed. I'm not sure if they've left left anyone off the list on that one. Are they are they the no, the four uh, main companies? You've pretty much nailed it. So the three the, the main shows are going to be Impact shows and the Rev Pro shows. They're they're the four cards, you know, four promoted shows. Whereas NGW and Defiant are going to be doing matches, spot matches throughout the weekend when the wrestling arena is free. That anybody who's got a convention ticket is welcome to just mosey into the arena and take a seat and, and watch all or part of that show. So it's kind of a, a drop-in wrestling show, as it were. Um, but then the, the ones we mentioned, Impact and Red Pro, full ticketed, produced, broadcast live in Impact's case on Twitch, mm. um, full-on wrestling events. How did you, um, in terms of the, you mentioned obviously, you, it's not necessarily in partnership with Fight, but Fight are going to be um, distributing the event for the mm. for the weekend. How did that come into place? Because it seems to me that, that Fight's role within the wrestling industry has kind of taken, taken like a, a, a had a real boost, obviously with, with All In, which I oh, can't yeah. help but think that that would have been a massive success. Um, how did, how did, has your relationship with them sort of come about? Because they... Well, my relationship to them actually uh, sort of predate Fight as a brand. So mm. I, I don't know if you... We've, I know we've never spoken before. My my background is um, I started working in um, the TV industry about 15 years ago. And right. as a wrestling fan, that path eventually took me to wrestling. And uh, starting in 2008 for about eight years, I was working for an agency. I was heading up international sales for what was then TNA uh, mm-hmm. and is now Impact. So all their international TV deals in the UK and India and Australia and Germany and wherever else. 
came across my desk um, and played the same role for UFC. So within, you know, you obviously know a lot of people within TNA, you know, pretty much everybody, because we were answering into on a daily basis. We were their main revenue source after the Spike TV mm. um, contract. Um, so everyone was interested in what we were doing. And one of the guys there was a chap in marketing, head of marketing called Mike Weber, who's um, very experienced in, in wrestling. He was at WCW for many, many years. Um, and we got on great. And when when he left TNA, he went and joined Fight. He was he's the CLO that launched Fight. Um, and so we stayed in touch, and we've done little bits and bobs with him ever since. And this was natural, you know. Once I saw that they were working on Starcast, I picked up the phone straight away, um, and it just seemed it was it was a very easy decision for both parties. Okay. And in terms of the uh, how it's being, for, is that something you? Is the production being handled by by Impact and and Rev Pro? I'm just sort of wondering how, uh, how that works. That's a really good question. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's it, it kind of. Uh, I won't go into too many technical details, but mm. essentially, there's um, we're handling the bulk of everything because obviously we've got the infrastructure, um, we we've got the personnel to do it. So where we can, we're handling it, and then certain elements are being handled by external companies. You know, for instance, when you talk about streaming it up to Fight mm. or Twitch or whatever, we need a bit of help there. But by and large, it's our team of guys who were uh, who are taking care of all of that. Oh, fantastic! Um, can I ask as well because obviously the event's taking place at the Bowlers Convention Centre. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, the Bowlers Exhibition Centre, I should say. Yes. yes. How? Um, how did you come to decide upon the venue? Was it because it had the separate rooms, basically, so you, uh, you could host all uh, of absolutely. them? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Manchester's a very easy decision. It's a popular wrestling town. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, people are, you know, there's a strong wrestling fan base and it's very easy to travel to from a lot of the country. So Manchester itself was a really easy decision for the first go-round. Um, and then once you choose that, then really bowlers made the most sense. It's got those three rooms, like you say, so we can keep it all under one roof. Um, people know it from Defiant and what culture. It's got a history of, uh, recent history of showing wrestling there and having a good, strong, solid crowd. So it, it was... It wasn't a process that took a lot of thinking about, really. It, once we once we made the decision, it was the obvious choice. Excellent. Um, you mentioned as well you've been a fan for a very long time. Um, yep. How did your fandom start? My fandom start, I remember exactly when it was. It was the summer of 1991. I was at my friend Gary's house, probably messing around with our He-Man figures or our Transformers and things like that. Um, and I happened to glance over to his TV where his brother was watching SummerSlam 91. Um, and the Legion of Doom came on the screen. And that's pretty much it. It was uh, that everything else kind of got abandoned literally in that moment. I watched the rest of the pay per view, saw the Mountie and the big boss man doing their thing, Hulk Hogan doing But that was it. You know, once I saw the Legion of character there, I never really went back. Um, and it's been the driving passion in my life ever since then, so I was like, Man, like nearly thirty years. Yeah, it's once it gets hold of you, that's oh. it. You're 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 sort of stuck with that because I you're found you're in the secret club, aren't you? That's you it. are, yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, it was kind of world of sport for me. He's a, a granddad. That's what he watched, and then from right, that, okay. it led into WCW being uh, right. being on ITV, and um, yeah, and then finding what was USWA videos. 
that were like available wow. for the two quid. So it was stunning Steve Austin versus Chris Adams. Yeah. With Lady time. Lady Blossom. Yeah, yeah. It brings me yeah. back now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Is, I, didn't get into, I, I, I didn't really even know anything other than WWE, WWF, mm. for, for a long while. And then I happened to watch my first episode of Nitro um, because my friend had been badgering me to watch it for months and months. Turned it on, and it just coincidentally happened to be the episode that Scott Hall came out, made his debut. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you could say I picked that one up at the right time. Yes, you did. And you managed <laughs> You managed to sort of get in while it was still good. Before I did, it, yes, it, before, I did. Before, it, before it fell off a cliff. Although I did stick with it till the bitter end. More for me. Yeah, though, we, all, <laughs> we all fall into that trap, don't we? Well, I say fall into the trap. We're all kind of happy to go along with it, even, even when companies are doing stuff that we don't necessarily like, because we love wrestling. We're That's always going it. to find ourselves self-watching it as well. And I was going to ask you, actually, sort of almost following on from that, um, that is one of the panels that, that you're doing. Uh, it's moderated by Patrick Lennon. It's the rise and rise of British wrestling. And yeah. obviously that's primarily one of the main reasons that an event like MediaCon can take place. Um, for someone like yourself who's worked within wrestling for a, a long time now, mm. how the changes that you have seen within the industry itself and... How how has that seemed to you? But also, how far do you think it can go? How big can British wrestling be once again? Well, it, to me, it's absolutely breathtaking. You know, it's um, you know, like I said, I started working directly in, in wrestling in, in wrestling TV in two thousand eight, and it was so difficult to even get a meeting when you were representing the second biggest wrestling company in the world. Even with you know, I have Hulk Hogan. Um, on my roster, on my imagery that I was showing people, it was so hard to even get a meeting. People just didn't want to know. Um, never mind British stuff, you know, that didn't exist. There was no British wrestling industry. Um, and if you'd have told me then what's going to happen now, I'd have just, I would just never have believed it. And it's all, it's driven by two things, really. It's been driven by the, the, the talent who have shown that they've, you know, they've grown well beyond the previous generation they've had the dedication mm. and the ambition to to not be held back by you know the fact that wrestling is non-existent in in britain um and and then the fans the fans have, have seen that time and supported them and come out in their droves and eventually you keep putting those two factors in play and you know tv companies and big companies just have to take notice mm. eventually and to see wrs wrestling back on itv on a saturday afternoon just unbelievable like it's i remember sitting there and watching the first episode and it was quite emotional because you know it, it just shouldn't happen and it and it's worked so well and you know i, I know for a fact itv are pleased with its performance um they're pleased with how it looks and hopefully it's the start of a really big wave because you know i think i, I do feel like wrestling media con is kind of the celebration of that first part of the project if you will mm. So, you know, we've spent a few years, well, maybe since about 2013, really building this up to the point where we've got WRS, we've got NXT UK, we've got WWE showing this huge interest in the UK scene. And it feels to me like, okay, guys, that's phase one done. Now what's next? And now we can't rest on our laurels. Um, mm. as a, and that goes for everybody in this industry. If we want to push it on, we can. The opportunity is there. As, rest, as people inside the industry, wrestlers, executives, promoters, we need to carry on that drive and then we've got to ask the fans to keep supporting it because at the end of the day money does make the world go round um, and if fans keep on coming out then we'll eventually keep knocking on the door even harder 
Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that's been very I found personally interesting since I've I've been watching a lot um, independent wrestling over the last few years is the amount of talent that can actually make a full time living from wrestling that they're not having to yeah. combine it around work and obviously the more time they've got to be able to dedicate to wrestling the better the matches are going to be the better that everyone gets because everyone is is kind of rising. At, at the same yep. time, um, it's, it, I was going to also ask you as well because obviously you mentioned about World of Sport Wrestling. Um, mm. We've got um, NXT UK, which at the moment, as as far as it's been reported, is is looking for a major broadcast outlet outside of the network. We've got Ref Pro is going to be having a show upcoming um, yep. on on Free Sports. Somebody's worked within television. Does wrestling now seem like a much more viable and appealing product to television companies who previously may well have thought, and I wouldn't necessarily blame them for this, but maybe not knowing what we know about wrestling could kind of perhaps look at it as as the non-fan would do of saying, well, what the hell is this? Do you think now they're more open-minded to being able to get in wrestling? And do you think... Uh, you know, other channels will be. Could you could you see this sort of spiraling on where, you know, having several ch- promotions on several channels could could be the case? It's conceivable. You know, I back when I was selling wrestling again, it was really, you know, I was, I was going to say wide held belief, but it wasn't. It was set in stone really that wrestling only worked outside the US on subscription channels because we're ultimately we're still a very small niche crowd mm-hmm. but we're a crowd crowd that's willing to pay to watch what we wanted so for subscription sports channels and the like that works because they can put wrestling on and similar with USC and people will pay their subscription every month to watch that what they want to do and subscription channels don't need a huge fan base to 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 profit off that whereas channels like ITV and and, and whatever else they need a big they need a big fan base they need a big viewership Mm. Um, because they're selling advertising. And that was the mindset back then. And that was definitely the mindset I had. I would never have thought ITV would look twice um, at wrestling for that very reason. I've been obviously proved spectacularly wrong, and I'm pleased about that. So now if, if ITV are doing if it, basically ITV are the standard bearers in terms of television, commercial television, if they're successful and they're getting behind wrestling, believe me, other people will follow. And they'll already be watching it. They'll already be watching for the success. And if that success materialises and it sustains, then no question, not just in the UK, but all over the world, channels will be looking at that model and saying, OK, that's good. We'd like a piece of that ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that in the US at the moment with possibly with the success of All In as well and seeing how it yep. possibly did on WGN America. If we can have the same thing over here where we've got, uh, you know, almost too much wrestling on, that would be a be a great problem to have. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be wonderful. for that. Um, If you could... Um, can you let the the listeners know where they can get tickets? Uh, uh, where can they find more information about the event? And if they and if they want if they want to go, where, where should they be looking? Yeah, absolutely. So the event is needs to be said is, is this weekend, the eighth and the ninth of September, uh, Bowlers uh, Exhibition Centre in Manchester. Any you need or tickets you can get from wrestlingmediacon.com. Um, we've got yeah, tickets, we've got schedules for the show, schedules for the meet and greets on there. You can also buy your tokens for the meet and greets. And I mean, if you buy them in advance, um, they're 10% off. They're cheaper than buying them on the day. Um, and yeah, it's all on there. Obviously, you can follow us on social media as well. We're all over Facebook, 
We're at Twitter at uh, at uh, Wrestling Media C, um, and we're also on Instagram. But because we're over thirty, we don't really understand Instagram properly. So we're just oh, I don't. On that, but <laughs> Thank God you didn't mention Snapchat because I would have just oh a, a non. I'd have no expression on my face. I don't get it. I downloaded Snapchat to try and uh, to try and push the push the convention on there, and I undownloaded it after about three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you can do all right without that, Paul. I don't, I don't think you'll necessarily need that in the meantime. Well, that, that's brilliant. Thank you ever so much for taking uh, time out of your busy schedule. I'm sure there are a million and one things that you're that you're trying to make sure you get ready, and um, hopefully there won't be. Um, it will all go incredibly smoothly, and, and the event will be a big success. And we'll have you back on talking wrestling media con too. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, and we'll see you at the weekend. Fantastic. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, JP. Cheers. Wrestling Media Con is less than a week away, and all those fans worldwide upset that they can't make it to the UK for the festivities can rest easy, as Fight will be bringing the very best of Wrestling Media Con direct to your device wherever you are in the world. Wrestling Media Con on Fight will feature over seven hours of live stage shows across two days on the weekend of the 8th and 9th of September. Shows include the Wrestling Media Con Hall of Fame, hosted by the prestigious one Joe Hendry and SoCal Val. The class of 2018 includes Dave Meltzer and Colt Cabana being recognised for their achievements in wrestling media. In addition, two of the biggest wrestling YouTube channels face off in a live stage show as the WrestleTalk gang prepare for a showdown with Team Cultaholic. We'll also have The Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana live and Inside the Ropes with Dave Meltzer and more. Fans can watch through the Fight app, live or on demand over the weekend for a price of $20 per day or only $30 for an entire weekend pass. In addition, everyone that pre-orders will receive a free digital copy of the MediaCon edition of WrestleTalk magazine, the UK's premier wrestling magazine. For further details and schedules, check out fight.tv now. <laughs>